from the high desert in Far East West Texas, this is the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Hi, I'm Robert Seidman. Thanks for listening. When it comes to TV ratings, I'm usually a scale whore. Give me the Cavs and Warriors for the fourth time in a game seven and give me 40 million viewers. Uh, but there are many success stories that don't reach those heights, richly intertwined into the fabric of sports media, and I'm always happy to talk about them. Joining me today is Tass Mellis. He's one of the hosts of Turner Sports' The Starters, which airs daily Monday through Friday on NBA TV at 7 p.m. ET during the NBA season. And uh, you can also find it on YouTube as a video podcast and uh, everywhere else as an audio podcast. Tass, welcome to the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Thank you so much for the intro. Uh, I guess uh, I, I was just informed that we don't have the same ratings as Cavs Warriors Game Four, but we'll we'll keep striving. Well, well, you you don't have the same ratings as Cavs Cavs Warriors rematch for Game Seven, but but your ratings aren't too bad. We'll we'll talk about them. We'll talk about the ratings themselves later. But uh, uh, to kick off the new NBA season, the Stars has been airing a nine-part, eighty-two question season preview. And as we tape this, I think uh, six six of them have aired so far. And uh, I've watched all of them, and I, I don't really consider myself a rabid, hardcore NBA fan, but more of a rabid uh, general uh, sports fan. Uh, and I still found it very accessible and very entertaining. It was uh, it was no chore to watch. It's a it's a fun fun show. Uh, Thank you. What's going on for the uh, for the for the 2017 season? Well, a heck of a lot. the The off season was was so entertaining. Uh, it was great to see Western Conference teams not stand pat and just say, oh, the Warriors got this yep. for a couple of years. Um, but there's a lot of teaming up happening with the Thunder, uh, with the Rockets. Kyrie Irving saying that that shadow that LeBron James cast is uh, far too big for me. Uh, so I'm going to try and write my own script. And uh, that that is going to be really intriguing to watch in Boston. Uh, there's a, a heck of a lot of teams um, that have, um, a lot, a lot of storylines going for them, and um, man, like I mentioned, three there. You know, Thunder Rockets, Spurs are always overlooked. The Warriors story, the Cavs story. You know, they're going back to 2010, starting Derrick Rose and Dwayne Wade in the back backcourt. Uh, there's just a ton uh, to watch for in this league. Yep, that is for sure. So, so the starters has a very, very interesting to me anyway uh, origin story that goes back more than a decade. And uh, involves uh, uh, more than a couple of guys from Canada winding up coming to America, and uh, I'm wondering if you can if you can sort of take take uh, take us briefly through the uh, the trek that uh, that the starters has been on for uh, for more than ten years now. Yeah, we started. Um, I guess we started at a meeting in December of 2005 when uh, a few of us had gotten out of college in a broadcasting school in, in Toronto, and three of us sat. Um, in a bar in, in December 2005 and, and just sort of talked about doing something creative uh, because we were kind of tired of our day jobs and, and not all that pumped about them. Uh, and our, our producer, uh, Jason Doyle, asked, why aren't we doing a podcast? I mean, he was far more into podcasts than we were, and we asked, well, what the hell is a podcast? I mean, we really had no <laughs> idea back then. Um, and, 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 you know, we decided on basketball. We loved sports. Um, I hope my co-host, uh, Jay Skeets, and I, but we decided uh, basketball was uh, what we were far more passionate about, and that would sort of resonate. And so we uh, we just jumped on the mic in uh, in JD, our producer's living room, really. His dog's running around. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, we just made it happen, a weekly show. Um, you know, we had all worked together in college and, and knew that, um, you know, we, we could work together. And we just kind of buried our heads after that. Uh, you know, we, we started weekly, we then went twice a week. And then in the off-season, uh, 2006, we, you know, we asked, how will people – um, how can we get more people to, to listen? And we, you know, our first answer was we got to go daily. And so we started getting on Skype at about 7 a.m., uh, <laughs> recording our show and then going to our day jobs. And uh, we did that for a year. Uh, JD was very, very angry with the quality over Skype. So uh, <laughs> we used his, uh, our next evolution, and this definitely helped us every, every year, um, we wanted to take a next step. We wanted to do something different. Yep. And, and so JD, you know, had a, uh, access to a post-production studio that he was working at. And he said, you know, we can get the studio there if we, we go in early when no one's using it. Uh, so we did an, a year of audio there. Um, and then in 2008, you know, we asked again, how can we take this next step? We went to video daily and we used, uh, Skeet's games room at his condo <laughs> again no fee there um so 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 uh tass can can we talk about what the former name for the starters was or is that off limits no it's because i think some people might know it yeah the basketball jones um was was our name yeah we just you know we definitely have a jones for basketball and uh you know we thought viewers out there and and, and listeners out there uh could too so uh, yeah, the name stayed in Canada um, with our former employer, The Score. Um, but, you know, soon after we started doing video, they noticed us. And, uh, you know, after some deliberating, our our, our then producer, um, friend, our then friend, and then became uh, our producer, came back uh, to Toronto. We also worked with him uh, at Ryerson, Matt Austin, and he, you know, got us in the door a little bit more at the score. I was also, you know, working there part time, and and the relationship took a while to convince them to take us on as uh, actual employees. Uh, but then we started doing basically our, what we did independently as a podcast and, and video podcast, uh, and we started doing it at the score. And um, that's that's where we started 2010. And then NBA TV noticed us um, because the score also had a. a a deal with showing NBA games. They're a sports media company up there. Um, so NBA TV was well aware of, of the score in Canada and uh, relationship blossomed that way. And uh, so, so since uh, 2013, you're, you're all Turner sports all the time. Is that right? All Turner sports all the time. Yeah. We had a, a, a couple of guys join in between 2010 and 2013 uh, in Canada and uh, an American that we pulled up from Chicago and Trey Kirby <laughs> and uh, Lee Ellis, who was uh, an Australian working in Canada at the time and working at the score. And so they brought all. And uh, Bradley Beal is going to break his heart. Bradley. He is just going to break his heart over and over again. I feel bad for him. <laughs> Not a Bradley Beal fan, Robert. <laughs> Uh, so I'm a wizard. I, I, I'm a Wizards fan. Oh, so that's I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. <laughs> uh, even I believe I believe uh, so. And Beal, yes. Yeah, so so I think I, I like Brad. I do like Beal, but uh, you know, can he can he can he uh, can he play seventy games a year? Is the thing that I'm not sure. Of. Yeah. Well, it's because you're not aiming too high. You're not asking for eighty two. You're just asking for seventy, and that's uh, that's. A- I'll take sixty. Sixty. <laughs> I take sixty. Uh, so any, anyway, I, I got you off track. I'm sorry. Oh, you were talking right. about uh, you, you. You added uh, Lee and Trey to the show yeah. since then. Yeah, and and that was in between 2010 and 2013 when we were working in Canada. And NBA TV decided we were worthy of uh, coming down after they saw you know what we we produced a few segments for them, and you know we um, had a discussion with them about coming down to Atlanta and working full time you know under the the Turner Broadcasting NBA TV umbrella and. 
you know, after listening to our show and doing a daily show for for very many years and, and a lot of them unpaid, um, you know, it's, a, it's an extremely progressive league um, for, yes, a few guys who had you know, broadcasting school experience, but weren't your typical broadcasters. We are, you know, strictly, you know, fans with, you know, obviously some television background and um, NBA TV deemed us worthy of, of representing their league and representing their television station. And uh, we know them as a progressive league and in sort of many avenues. Uh, and this is one of them. You know, they were the first to, to really put us, put, you know, fans faces, um, on the television screen uh, and as a as a primetime show, as you mentioned, you know, uh, in the you know five to seven o'clock window a lot of the time, and um, that's that's how it all started in, in 2013. And we've been uh, making the starters. Yeah, we had to change the name. That was definitely a controversial uh, <laughs> um, to our old fans. You know, it was a little confusing and a little upsetting. Nobody likes change. Uh, yep. But, um, you know, when we started, you know, the show has grown a ton from 2013 when we got down here. You know, looking back at our old shows, we were not that engaging. We weren't um, really making the the show that we are now. So we've we've come a long way and uh, our fans probably had some uh, trepidation at the beginning, but um, so did we. And, and obviously you could see on our faces sure. that we're that were obviously pretty timid and scared up on the uh, the big screen at first it wasn't it wasn't all uh, rosy at first we were we were pretty crappy uh in all honesty but um we've we've come a long way and uh we've grown a fan base and and just as you said about yourself you know not the biggest NBA fan and that's one of the biggest compliments that we get uh, a lot of people will either listen to our podcast which we have sort of separate from our TV show or, or jump on TV and watch us for, for half an hour and say, oh, I'm not the biggest ball fan, or I'm a huge ball fan, and, and my wife's not a huge ball fan, but but she can watch your show because you guys make an entertaining show, and uh, and we've definitely grown our fan base um, each year since we've come down here. Yeah, I mean, I think if, you, if you've never watched an NBA game, somehow the show is still accessible, which is uh, which is a credit to you guys. So I, I heard you say, I, I think on uh, on one of the 82 questions episodes that there is so much happening now, like during the uh, during the off season that uh, that you guys are going to wind up having to do uh, an everyday show during the summer. Yeah, my co-hosts uh, weren't happy and, with and, that. But but the, but why, you know, uh, uh, other than adding extra work days, like, why wouldn't you guys want to do that? I mean, it seems like now actually is the time. Where it would work? Are 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 you thinking about uh, going uh, three sixty five by uh, you know uh, five days a week? Well, there's a couple factors. I'd say we definitely need a break, and uh, not not, <laughs> not not to sound uh, uh, averse to working, but it it helps. Now, no television show goes twelve months and, and yeah. you know five days a week, and um, unless I'm unaware of one. But you know we we go hard ten months, and and we get that uh, we get that break, and you know there's a, a um, a case to be made for for budgets. You know, it was a special summer when you look at it. But um, also, you know, we go we go through. But but is it is it the new normal? Do you think that that will, will, will we get more of this, or or was it really a special summer? I think it was a special summer. Uh, I, and um, I mean, listen, I, the goal of the league is definitely to be a twelve month three sixty five to be a little bit more, uh, you know, NFL ish. Where you know yep. the NFL Network is still pumping out the hits and in March and April. Um, uh, you know, we, we do work through uh, free agency and through summer league in Vegas, um, which has 
you know, become huge, a uh, huge part of the NBA. And I was taken aback by with how many people were screaming and yelling Lonzo Ball's name in Vegas and uh, the atmosphere <laughs> there. And uh, LeVar Ball getting his own little podium and stage there um, was, uh, was, was a sight to see. But, you know, we, we worked through, you know, what we – what the norm is for for the NBA's you know peak, which is sort of uh, you know late July, and then August is usually a down month, and, and you know there were there are definitely down weeks. Um, August is usually the month, and um, yeah. I, I, you know it's a uh, it's definitely a point of conversation where we're available to work, um, but you know there is you have to look at it as a time for for a little bit of a recharge because we do go hard, you know, five days a week making you know, well over 200 shows per year. And, yep. uh, and, and that's our little, our little, uh, getaway. And, and that's, it's, um, it's good, I think for all parties and, and the NBA TV still does churn out some, some programming, um, in those months because, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, we are getting closer to 12 months, 365, the, the league, especially on, on social media. Um, the conversations didn't really stop. They're just, just, you know the basketball talk. Um, you know, just like I remember, July and August is Nikola Jokic a franchise player? It was a hot topic on Twitter for 15 days. It, it sure felt like it just—it literally doesn't stop. You're right about that. Yep. So, um, you know, one one thing, and uh, and I I I won't name him, but I I busted on my uh, on my Turner uh, Sports PR contact about it. Like I, I had uh, I had never heard of the wedgies, and I had never seen the the wedgie video. And as soon as I thought, saw it, I thought, because uh, the, the video includes uh, Shaquille O'Neal uh, and others, uh, the, the minute I saw that, I, I thought it was a, a crime on Turner's part that I had never seen that video before. It's funny. And, uh, and you guys have fun, and you get a lot of access to fun. Like, how, how, uh, how, much, how much of, of uh, that, that sort of thing is – that's just the job every day. That's just how it is. Yeah, that's – it is the job every day. It's um, it's definitely something we were known for a little bit more uh, in the past when we were the basketball Jones. I mean, that, those are the things, as, as you mentioned, that those are the things that stand out for people. If we're talking about Paul Millsap's defense um, on uh, another power forward on any given night, that's not really going to resonate with people. But uh, you know, those those videos definitely resonate with people. It's they're a little bit more difficult to do, and that's definitely a. Um, a goal of ours every year is to do more of that type of thing. It's difficult to do when you're sort of in the five day a week grind um, to really jump out and say, Hey Shaq, we've got this incredible idea and and let's put this together. All credit to Shaq who made that happen really quickly. You know, he's a professional who stepped up on into the studio. Hey, what's my line? Uh, You know, you you know, you give him his line, bang, bang, bang. We turned it out. I mean, that was, it was really quick and and kudos to us for the way, you know, how, how quickly we made it happen. Um, It's obviously there's, you know, we've done a few in the past that have have stuck with people like a Bosch was our our largest one with the basketball Jones um, where we, we, you know, parodied like a boss and, uh, you know, through, (laughs) through, through Chris Bosch's image and and likeness in there. Uh, And, um, you know, that was probably our biggest one beforehand. Um, that th- those are all always uh, a ton of fun, and um, yeah, well, that was also it was a parody on that's our Toronto roots. Um, uh, Russell Oliver is a, is a jeweler in Toronto, and he's made a, an ad which is very similar to that. It's extremely cheesy with female dancers. We were the female dancers this time. Uh, it's just <laughs> over the top, a real thick layer of cheese. But, uh, you know, Shaq performed it uh, and executed it extremely well. 
So it looked to me like he had he had as definitely had as much fun with it as you guys had. Yeah, and the wedgies, um, you know, we yeah talk about what it is because I, I think people won't necessarily know exactly what that yeah, is. Yeah, uh, uh, certainly <laughs> because you know we watch basketball. Uh, we've watched basketball a ton over you know the last decade and a half, and uh, you know one thing that happens occasionally in basketball games to uh, uh, a neutral observer, they might not think it happens. You know ever really but the ball gets wedged in between the rim and the backboard and uh we've started we started showing them on our our broadcasts or shows every every time it happened and uh because you know we cover the league extremely well because of the social networking you know they alert us yep. to wedgies now if something if one happens yep. in los angeles at twelve thirty eastern we'll get a ton of tweets wedgie um so really uh we just wanted people to see these you know we start calling them these beautiful snowflakes and how they're sort of individualistic <laughs> and that they're so unique. And, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically the extent of it. We, you know, we count each and every one and, you know, I often hear broadcasters say, wow, we got a wedgie that ha- that happens once every three years, but we're trying to alert people. We're trying to educate people that they're, you know, we got, we got to 50 last year, which we made a, which was Shaq was a part of, uh, and uh, you know that's basically it. We got a wedgie, which is in between the rim and the backboard. We got a a pigeon, which is when the ball stalls on top of the backboard. You know, it's, it's standing right. there like a pigeon. Or uh, occasionally we get a leggy, which is um, sort of on the heel of the rim. It'll, it'll stick there. We're just we're just looking for things to be creative, Robert. That's basically what it comes down to. And um, yeah, just 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 a little additional one minute of fun in our twenty two minute program. Yep, you know it's a long season. Little, little bit, little <laughs> bit of fun is is fun. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just to just to make sure, I do squeeze in some uh, some talk about numbers. So the uh, so the the starters uh, the the season uh, premiere, or excuse me, the season preview first part, I believe aired on uh, Wednesday, October fourth, and uh, I think it was in Tuesday, its Tuesday, October third. Up, oh, you're right. I'm wrong. Tuesday, October 3rd, it is. And, uh, and it, in its original time slot, it actually averaged 32,000 viewers. But then, you know, with a, with a two or three encores, it had a, another like 38,000 each. And, uh, and, and then when I looked at it uh, this morning, which is, uh, you know, I guess it's been a week, it, uh, you know, the, the YouTube tally was like 210,000 downloads for that episode. And uh, as, a, as a podcaster with way, 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 way fewer downloads than that, uh, that seems really good to me. And uh, to, put the, to put the NBA TV numbers into context, the, uh, I think those numbers actually stack up pretty well versus uh, some other network studio shows, uh, especially when you consider uh, NBA TV is only in around 49 million homes and uh, that by, uh, by contrast, TNT is in 91 million homes. So, uh, you know, to me, those, those numbers look pretty good. Do, 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 do the Turner folks ever talk to you about them at all? Like wh- what kind of feedback do you get? It's an occasional uh, conversation. I mean, if we seek it out, uh, it definitely we definitely can have conversation about it. But yeah, the, the, we uh, you know especially they especially happen sort of year to year. Uh, we discuss them um, you know post year after it's all said and done because you can really get caught in the numbers as as creative guys and and get used sure. either a little too high and a, a little too uh, um, 
you get a little you can get a little fat because of those numbers, or you know you can get a little frustrated when you look at the the sort of the nitty gritty of the numbers. But as, as you mentioned, they've been they've been good, uh, and especially considering those are preseason numbers. Uh, yeah. And um, year over year, uh, which is the most impressive part to us, is that they continue to grow. Uh, since since we got here, each year they've grown you know about eleven percent. So. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, up 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 thirty three percent so far yeah. uh, since two thousand and thirteen, which is good. That's definitely good. Yeah. So all in all, yeah, and you add up our, you know, you can get it everywhere. You you will listen to a podcast as well. Um, so there's, you know, those those numbers add up. Um, yeah. Hey, that that's a, that's that's interesting. So so just general terms, um, more downloads, video or audio for you. Because well, I didn't look at the audio numbers. That's at all. a great question. I'd say they're probably similar when you look at uh, in totality. I, I guess the audio might be a little. I don't know. I, I think they're pretty even, actually. Um, you know, we have our a daily Monday to Friday show um, plus uh, a Twitter podcast show that we do uh, exclusively for Twitter, but we post as a podcast plus a Friday drop, which is an audio podcast only format. Um, but you can get all those seven shows as a podcast, um, you know, in, in comparison, the YouTube video uh, downloads, as you mentioned, or the video views, I, I'd say they're probably pretty equal. Um, but, I, you know, I don't I don't look at every single number from iTunes and from Stitcher and from Google Play Music. Sure, sure. There's sure. so many, uh, so many avenues. Yep. But um, all in all, I, I think we're happy. We still have jobs, Robert. So that, I guess I guess things are good. <laughs> I I uh, I think things are good. So so uh what is what's been the coolest thing for you personally moving uh from uh from Toronto to Atlanta? Sorry, you cut out Toronto Atlanta just the the change from Toronto to Atlanta? Yeah, I'll I'll ask it again just in case it cut out on my end uh too. So, uh what's the what's the coolest thing for you personally since uh, moving from Toronto to Atlanta? Coolest is probably the hottest thing. The weather. Uh, sorry to to bring this back to the weather, uh, but every <laughs> you, you you like the heat. Is that what you're saying? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't like the winter. Uh, so <laughs> I, I I love Toronto, um, um, but uh, you know, be, uh, number one that obviously sticks out. Number two, um, space. There's a lot of space here in Atlanta. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, third, I mean, just being thrown into. Uh, the American culture, which has, you know, been a, a, a shock the last year or so. Things were sort of normal the first couple of years we were down here, um, but this last year, um, you know. But you didn't move back. You didn't move back. No, no that's entirely true. No, we, uh, you know, listen, we've we've been here since 2013. Um, I, I know we all consider ourselves, you know, partly American, and uh, you know, we want this country to um, to keep keep moving on to to keep progressing and, and doing well and uh you know we are happy uh, happy to be here and, and we've all sort of embraced and and, and you know uh, planted some roots here uh in atlanta uh it's uh you know we we basically knew nothing about it uh before coming down and um you know there uh there are a ton of great things about it uh obviously the the entertainment options are incredible the food options are incredible um it's uh it's a, a very very uh, fun city. It's you know more diverse, I think, than than we uh, we thought coming from a, an extreme multicultural city in, in Toronto. Uh, that was definitely sort of a a worry of ours. How diverse would it be? But it, it is 
definitely diverse and we and we've learned you know uh year one we all sort of all got our homes pretty close to work um just because that was the only thing that we knew and we've sort of branched out into different pockets of the city where uh you know we all um we all were comfortable we've had american children i've had an american child uh, so, uh, thank you very much and so we're all uh we're all pumped to be down here uh, and um yeah we've all we've all really embraced uh the atlanta south feel yeah that uh that's nice so and 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 you you are i mean so the the, the stuff that's filmed the tnt that's that's the same place that, that you're in yeah, it's across the hall. Yeah, it's basically around the corner, around the corner from uh, from from the guys at TNT and uh, NBA TV has their own studio, which we filmed in for two years. Um, but we, you know, we we decided that we wanted a little bit more of an intimate um, studio that was more us. And uh, so we're you know around the corner from the old NBA TV studio and uh, and the Barkley, Ernie, Kenny, Shaq studio as well. We're all we're all in the same building, and that's the advantage of. You mentioned the Shaq video. It wouldn't have happened if we weren't working down the hall. Right. And, and, yep. and you know, Shaq's probably not driving a uh, hundred miles <laughs> to come to come help us out. But <laughs> the yep. fact that yep. uh, you know he 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 came and, and helped us out. Yeah, that's uh, that's a huge benefit, and we get the sort of the uh, the spillover from um, you know all the the athletes that come into TNT or NBA TV. And, uh, you know, the, the, the cool thing, I, I guess you said, you know, what, what is one of the cool things that is one of the cool things is that those athletes, they know our show. Um, right. they, they, you know, they, uh, we have a, a famous clip, not a famous clip, famous clip for us anyways, uh, after the, uh, the 2016 finals, uh, when the Cavs won it, um, Trey Kirby, uh, was in the locker room after, you know, celebrating with, with the Cavs and, and Kyrie Irving looks at trade goes, Oh, you're, you were one of the starters. Uh, I love your show, man. Real talk. I love oh. your show. Uh, so, you know, they, you know, we're on NBA TV. This is, um, a, a legitimate show. And, uh, it, again, the, a lot of kudos go to, go to the higher ups and the executives here, uh, at NBA TV for recognizing that we would resonate not only with fans, but also with players. And, 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 and we still can, uh, speak intelligently enough about the game and, um, can represent, uh, the league and, the, in a way that that they uh, they can deem as uh, as a acceptable, I, I guess, and and more than acceptable because you know we're we're entirely sort of part of the the fabric of of the station. Right. So um, you know, take I, I know there are no typical days, but uh, take take me through what a what a day day is like for you guys making the making the starters. What time do you start? What time is it, what time does it drop? Well, yeah, Tuesdays and Fridays are a little different because we, we throw in an audio show before we record our TV show. Um, uh, but I'll, I'll start with a, a usual television day. As I mean, we all wake up and after you know watching some games at night, either either watch a little bit in the morning or read in the morning just to see what's going on, uh, if we missed anything, all the stories. So that's, a, that's our morning. And then we get in around 12 to 12.30 uh, for a 7 p.m. show. And, uh, you know, we start banding about the ideas of, you know, all the stuff that happened last night and, um, you know, the, this, the, all the news going around the league and how we can fit it into a 22 minute show. So, you know, we have these kind of umbrellas that we've developed, um, to sort of encase uh, a few of the topics, whether it be something like, is this news, you know, we can throw in, let's say, uh, Paul Millsap got injured last night is this news uh you know or um paul Millsap's defense or 
uh, Dwayne Wade's offense. Uh, you know, what you got, which, which one is more impressive? What you got is another sort of umbrella that we have picked between right. one or the other. So, you know, we, we go through um, different segments, uh, which, you know, takes some time and, and, you know, getting the footage and um, establishing all our talking points throughout the show. So that's, uh, that'll take, you know, a couple hours. And then we all sort of do our research. Uh, you know, the, the control room and the production staff, you know, get together the, the, the footage and, and all that. Um, so then, you know, we're basically up against, you know, three, four or 5 PM. And, uh, you know, we have little obligations here and there, whether it be radio podcast interviews or uh, other things to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, then we go on air at around seven, um, usually we go live at, at seven or six thirty, and, uh, and we go home and consume some more games and, uh, then on, on, you know, and, and, you know, we're all sort of active on social media throughout the evening, uh, yep. and, and throughout the day as well. And, and then on Tuesdays and Fridays, we, you know, we, we basically have to plan for our, for those shows, Monday, so those hours in between, you know, three Eastern and, and at five and six, we're planning for a Tuesday Twitter show on Monday, and for gotcha. for our audio show on Friday, we plan that on Thursday. So we're all, you know, it's um, it's a balance of hey, we're looking ahead to this TV show, but hey, we got this audio show that we have to plan for as well. So there's uh, uh you know, and we, we what we've gotten better at, Robert, over the last uh, few years, and. Um, since we've been down at NBA TV, is, is coming up with you know segments, and rather rather than just get on and and, and shoot the breeze like we did a little bit more so in our early years, uh, you know we have these sort of encapsulating segments that make things entertaining, whether they be worst of the week where I uh, I rail on somebody that's uh, done something. Um, wrong as we deem it throughout the league uh i'm sure nba <laughs> players love that segment um or you know we you know gathering like the the whoopsies um the wedgies uh everything that sort of uh comes along with the league all the fun stuff you know we just we you know we, we are fans and we obviously love the nitty-gritty of the game but we also love like you know everything that happens off the court we have a a, a weekly segment called the meme team where we uh, put together everything that basically happened through social media that uh, users have, users and companies as well have, uh, you know, manufactured as memes. Um, so that's well, those those segments um, often, you know, when you're doing a Monday to Friday show, are the the sort of the bread and butter of the program. They kind of you you have to fill your show with with um, or sort of have you know uh, segments that are uh, set for you know this day as we have like weekend whoopsies which are uh you know bloopers that happened over the weekend it's, it's right. nice to, nice to have these sort of fallback segments and then and then and just the umbrella of uh these topics or, or these types of segments um definitely uh you know they they help they help keep the show moving and they help keep the the viewers uh sort of attention and um you know and we still ha- allow ourselves for freedom to come up with uh, or the freedom to come up with you know random segments as we're sort of talking about the stuff that happened last night uh you know right. we could we could talk about uh oh um you know Jay Crowder got into the face of John Wall last night uh yep. is is that a real is that a real beef is that a real issue is that a, is that a real um 
a problem that they have with each other. So we, you know, we created a segment called the butcher shop and, uh, and Trey basically asked if this is a real beef, are you buying this beef? <laughs> Would you like to buy this cut of beef? So we have, uh, somebody in, in the production staff and thank, thankfully we work for a television station that has a budget. Uh, we force somebody to go out and buy a piece of beef, actually a couple cuts of beef, <laughs> um, that we have on set and Trey Kirby usually throws them at us. Uh, but you know, all, all while talking about basketball. So, um, that's a, I know no, one day definitely isn't the same as the other, but, um, you know, we have a bunch of creative guys that haven't stopped being creative and, and we keep, uh, we keep churning out ideas and, and NBA TV again, kudos to them for letting us be weird and not just having See? a straight, straight basketball talk each and every day. Yeah. So you got a You got a, a budget for the butcher, but, uh, for sound effects for crossfire, no budget. So, oh but, yeah. But work, but worked out very fun. More fun this way. <laughs> good point. Good point. Wonder if we should. Maybe we should. Maybe I'll bring. No, no, up, no, bro. no. Don't, no, don't change a thing. Keep the sound effects for Crossfire that you have. Uh, so <laughs> before I get you out of here, what is the? Uh, if there's like one thing, and and uh, and uh, you're very excited about it, but you don't think many people are paying attention to it, uh, that you think they should pay attention to during the NBA season. What is that? The one, if there is one. The one thing that people should be paying attention to. Hmm. Um. That that's not the obvious, you know, Cavs Warriors four kind of stuff that everybody's always talking about anyway. That's a great question. Um, you know what? I'll 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 let you off easy. What are you personally most excited about this season? I th- yeah, all this stuff uh, off the top I mentioned. I I am really interested with the. Uh, the Kyrie Irving scenario, um, how he's decided that he didn't want to play with the best player in the world. Uh, I think sort of more from a, a mental interest in, in that sort of subject. Um, the, the fact that he, you know, sort of wants to write his own script and, and say, nah, this is this is how I want to go about things. Uh, and just how he sort of takes on the season. Um, uh, and then how uh, is he going to be you know, more of a, try and be more of a superstar, trying to try and be more of a scorer, trying to lead a team uh, in that way um, where he's clearly the number one guy in Boston, even though he's got another uh, guy beside him who could be a number one guy in Gordon Hayward. So I'm, I'm definitely interested in that. Um, and, and not, not to sort of cater to you, but I am interested in the Washington <laughs> wizards uh, ah. be, because there's potential there for, uh, you know, the, the Cavs, I, I guess, uh, the one thing I'm really interested in with the Cavs is Isaiah Thomas and whether he comes back. There's, there's, there's no doubt LeBron James is the best player in the world, and they should go yeah. uh, to the NBA Finals. But there is a there is a bit of a gap there. There's there's a hole there uh, right now with Isaiah Thomas down. Uh, I'm really interested to see you know what happens with him, his health. You know, it's been much reported uh, the last couple months, especially Tom Haverstraw on ESPN reported. Um, they've sort of kept this injury under the wraps and. and it's kind of uh, um, it's a puzzle as to whether how healthy he is. So you know whether yeah. or not the the Celtics really fleece the Cavs in this deal by by giving them uh, sort of damaged goods. Um, you know the fact that the Celtics or the Cavs came back and said, "Hey, we want more. We want more because yeah. this guy might be damaged goods." That, that was really interesting. Uh, that never happens really in the NBA. Um, and so there's a bit of a gap there. Are the Cavs that good? Can can a team like the Wizards or my hometown Toronto Raptors? Uh, sneak in because I do believe the Wizards have room to grow. The Raptors have room to go. Can they sneak in and grab that one seed 
and um, at the very least put a little scare into the Cavs because LeBron's not going to be the best player in the world forever. Uh, you know, he is, he'll be 33 uh, this December 30th. Uh, at some point, you know, he's, he's going to get a little long in the tooth. It's not going to be this year, uh, but, but at some point I am interested to see when, you know, when the, the, the Wizards or the Raptors or the Celtics can, can steal that spot. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come one year, and I know we keep saying he's the best player in the world, but it's going to come. One day. Uh, hopefully it'll, it'll come, back to, come back to Washington to, uh, during my lifetime. Uh, Tass, thanks very much for joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Robert. Thanks again to Tass Mellis for joining the podcast. You can catch the starters Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern on NBA TV uh, or, again, on uh, YouTube or all the usual places for podcasts. And if you haven't already, please check out recent podcasts with Trog Keller, who is the SVP of ESPN Audio, uh, which includes ESPN Radio and Podcasts. Advertising agent Anthony Krupe and uh, James Andrew Miller, the best-selling author of books on Saturday Night Live, ESPN, and CAA. You can find all the past podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or SportsTVRatings.com. Thanks for listening.